Ladies and gentlemen, AI. Oh, it's I, all the rage. I, it's all I hear it in my head. <laughs> well, I, AI is all the rage. Everyone's thinking, okay, it's either the greatest thing in the world or it will be the end of humanity. It is literally going to save us by curing our diseases or it will be Skynet. And it's just a matter of time until <laughs> robots are killing us in the streets and keeping us in our homes. What did Dwight say? Make it half the size of a man in case it <laughs> develops and <laughs> becomes a... <laughs> and with a short plug. <laughs> so we are tackling this idea of AI. Namely, should we let our kids use AI? Believe it or not, they will have the opportunity to do so before you perhaps realize. So we'll talk about that on the other side. All right, greetings, ladies and gentlemen. If you don't know us, my name is Ryan. It's my lovely wife, Selena. We are the Faces, Voices, founders of Fierce Parenting and Fierce Marriage. Those episodes air every Tuesday morning on YouTube and or wherever you get podcasts. We pray that that would bless you and your marriage. We're all about those fierce families, mm. right? And we want to see families created, built for the glory of Christ. That is why we exist. And to that end, we have solicited the help by the grace of God of many patrons. In fact, we have close to 300 patrons. Oh, thank you, Lord. The, the Fierce Families efforts. So thank you to our patrons. I want to give a shout out to Steve W., a recent encouraging brother. Mm. He's encouraged us personally. And that's one of the benefits of being a patron is you can interact with us on a more personal level. A lot of people ask us questions. A lot of people just say, Hey, thanks for what you do. You've helped us through the podcast, but this brother has been specifically encouraging. And I really do appreciate you, Steve. Thank you. Um, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Anyway, if you want to partner, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. That will take you to our general patron page for marriage and parenting. We've changed it over and we pray that it blesses you to be a blessing. Yes. To us. If you see me looking down and smiling, it's because our little almost four month old baby is right here and she's mm. happy, but she likes when you smile at her. So Amen. I will be smiling this way randomly off the camera, but. Okay. <laughs> so Selena, have you ever heard of chat GPT? No. Really? No. Never heard of it? No. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you what it is, but that's going to be very useful. I can read on this this little rundown here. So, I asked, here. I, so okay, so ChatGPT is what people are calling AI. I happen to think that's a misnomer. It's not. Okay. It's not intelligence. AI is basically just really fancy, fast search engines that take a bunch of results from everywhere. It's called a large language model. Is what mm -hmm. it's called, mm -hmm. and it compiles it into a response that sounds weirdly human. <laughs> but and you so, can still kind of tell the difference right now. Right now. Well, I mean, you can tell On the difference because them. you kind of know what can't answer when you see one. Right. But like if I said, here's the scary thing. I said, okay, chat GPT, write me a, a blog post that is 600 words long for Christian parents that lists five practical ways they can disciple their children. And that's a, that's called a prompt, right? Mm -hmm. So you say, do, and it'll, it takes a, a few seconds and it'll generate, it'll, it'll write it for you Goodness. and you read it and it's like, It'd be like Corinthians, blah, 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 says this. Ephesians five, 6 says this. It'll say Deuteronomy 6 says this. So are we going to have to start having tags that say like, no AI was used in the in the writing that, of this article. That could be the case <laughs> because it does raise all sorts of issues in terms of plagiarism. Oh, yeah. Because like, it has to take that information from somewhere. It's not yes. thinking it up. Right. It's taking human, human created content and it's grabbing all in it. So Never anyway, there, there's well. already lawsuits starting over this. I believe it. Uh, because uh, AI is uh, being used and... You know, you can, you can find where information was gathered. And so here's what I asked. I asked it what it was and here's what it said. It said, chat GBT is a large language chatbot developed by OpenAI. It's another company. It was released in November, 2022. 
built on top of OpenAI's GPT 3. Blah blah blah. Uh, here's what it says: Jet, Chat GPT has been fine-tuned using both supervised and reinforcement learning techniques. Okay, Chat GPT has been fine-tuned using so both supervised and reinforcement learning techniques. So supervised, what does that mean? It means that someone's curating this stuff. Right. Someone's saying when you ask if, if a boy can become a girl, it's not okay to say no, according to right. the supervisors. There is an agenda. Which early on, that's one of the big things. Today we're actually going to talk about 13 dangers of AI. <laughs> and I think the, we're going to give you the, the, 20 one, minutes. <laughs> the one big danger that as parents we need to be aware of yes. and we need to be on guard against. We are not just here saying this. There are actually people that are of influence who have been, let's just name them, Elon Musk. He said it's dangerous. He said that not that we trust everything he says, but he is warning that it's dangerous. He was telling people to that we need to basically unplug. We need to stop development uh, right now. Uh, Jeffrey Hinton, he's the known as the godfather of AI. What did he say? He said, so I read he this, left Google. He left Google so he could talk openly and freely about this. And, and uh, I read an article and it said this. Jeffrey Hinton said that he and other AI creators have essentially created an immortal form of digital intelligence. Again, I think that's a misnomer that might be shut off on one machine to bring it under control, but it could easily be brought back to life on another machine if given the proper instructions. He said, quote, and it may keep us around for a while. This the AI might keep us around for a while to keep the power stations running. But after that, maybe not, Hinton said. So the good news is we figured out how to build beings that are immortal. Quote, but that or that but that immortality, he said, is not for us. Hmm. Uh, so you know, he's obviously got a worldview that he's operating yeah, within. Yes. And we're not going to address that. But the point is, is that these are smart people that have been very close to this technology are saying it's there are dangers here. Yeah. And we're here to say, as a parent, we need to not put our heads in the sand. We need to be aware of these things. Yeah, now, we can Our oldest be. is only nine. Yes. And our youngest is three months old, <laughs> almost four months old. And so we've got some time. But if you have a teenager, this is important stuff. Mm. If you have a teenager with a phone, this is very important stuff. Mm-hmm. If you have a tween, somebody who's looking to get a phone, this is a very important thing mm-hmm. to you understand as you... Make those decisions as a parent. Because apps are starting to adopt AI. They are starting they are. to implement AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think kids are more are probably already super familiar with it, way more than some of us uh-huh. adults, right? Well, because they've got time and curiosity. Right. I'm curious, but I don't have the time to mess around with it. <laughs> I've dabbled with it early on and I mm-hmm. thought, what can what can I ask this thing and how can I trick it? But kids are they're curious and they have time yeah. and they have their friends asking them. And you know what? Uh, they're gonna experiment. And so as parents, this is a discipleship opportunity. Mm, so good. And we need to be kind of, you know, one or two steps ahead of them if possible and be very aware of what's going into their heart and into their mind mm-hmm. via their eyes, via right. their ears and disciple them accordingly. So there's another AI mo- model. Mm-hmm. It's Google's. Okay. And it's said to have just in the past few days as of recording this jumped leaps and bounds. This is how AI is going to go, I think, for the foreseeable future. It's it's surpassed chat GPT 3 point whatever by leaps and bounds. Okay, there's a number of ways that it's done that. Uh, I won't get into those. But I asked Bard, so that's the name of this AI bot. I asked Bard these questions and I said, why do people say AI is dangerous? And these are the answers it gave me. I'm going to go through these very quickly because I want to get to the final one, which I think is the most dangerous. And here's what it said. It gave me 13 answers and I had to prod it to get all these answers because it only gave me five at a time. 
So I asked it, what are more, what are more, what are more? But here's, here's what it said. Number one, AI could become too powerful and could pose a threat to humanity. As AI continues to develop, it is possible that it will become more powerful than humans. I don't know what that means. That means like you can think better, it, you know, because we'll, will it create robots that inhabit physical space? Right. Who knows? This could lead to a situation where AI is able to control our lives and even destroy us. Okay. That's the, that's the Terminator view. <laughs> right. That's Skynet. Okay. Number two that Bard told me the danger of AI. AI could be used to create autonomous weapons that could kill without human intervention. Now I'm thinking of, of Elon Musk's uh, cars, right? Uh, Tesla, they have to, right now they have they have algorithms that basically determine if, you know, if you have a crowd of people to the, to the right uh, and a person to the left and right. you can't stop, what, what does the robot do in a steering situation? Mm. So in a sense that that robot is choosing whether or not it should end human life and, mm. and how and why. Okay. So um, the major concern here is that it could lead to new arms race that increases the risk of war. Mm. Okay. So that's number two. Number three, AI could be used to create systems that are biased against certain groups of people. This could lead to discrimination and equality. We already see that happening in some of the answers it gives, which I'm right. sure we'll get to. Which is already happening. Yeah. yeah. There's an agenda being pushed. We'll see that at the very end. Hi, baby. Um, number four, AI could be used to create systems that are able to manipulate people. This could be used for a variety of purposes, such as spreading propaganda or influencing elections. Seriously. Okay, I believe so it. No, I, I, I don't. deep fakes, which that's, yep. that's coming up. Um, number five, AI could lead to mass unemployment. As AI becomes more sophisticated, it's possible that we will be able to automate many jobs that are currently done by humans. This could lead to mass unemployment and social unrest. Well, I mean, we already see, I, I took Della to um, a medical appointment and they had you check in at a kiosk. Like there's, there was a desk that was closed up. There was nobody there and you check in at a kiosk and it was like, okay. I think you're gonna start seeing movements as like, Hashtag choose humans. Yes. Believe it for sure. I go to a human checkout lane instead of the robot one. Right. I do that anyway because I don't work at this grocery store. (laughs) 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 Say that a hundred times. Uh, Number two, um, AI could be used to create. Yeah. yeah, Number six. I've got three lists here. Uh, Could be used to create surveillance systems that could track our every move. This could lead to loss of privacy and freedom. I'm thinking of um, that movie. My, uh, what was it? Minority Report? Uh, no, it's the one with Will Smith. Oh, and it's the, you know, yes. Talking about. And there, when he, um, oh, what is that movie? It's a good one. It's a good movie. Enemy of the State? Enemy no. of the State. Is well, that that's where they, he gets something dropped into surveillance. Bad, yeah. yeah. Is that what I believe called? so. Okay. Anyway, if we're wrong, so be it. All right. Number seven. AI could be used to create weapons that could kill millions of people. This could lead to new arms race. Okay. That, they already said that one. Right. All right. Number eight. AI could be used to create deep fakes. If you don't know deep fake is, uh, basically it's like if you have enough video data of mm. somebody, you can map their face and then you can make them say whatever you want. Use computers to make a video that looks like they're talking. Right. I saw one of Kamala Harris recently that was, it was like she was drunk or something doing <laughs> a speech and people are like, is this real? And I'm right. like, there's no way this, I mean, if it's real, that's really embarrassing. I actually wouldn't put it past Kamala Harris to be honest. But Anyways. No, not anyways. <laughs> okay, well, there's deep fakes, yes, that can happen. Someone deep faked her. Yeah. And, but, at, but at what point is but that being done without people saying it's fake? Right. There's backlash. And there's, if you can't, if you if they get so good that you can't tell who's right. who. Or it's state-sanctioned deep right. fakes. Or right. it's, you know, Google. Yeah, there's no laws for this stuff right now. No. All right. Um, this is going to be number 10. 
AI could be used to create systems. No, excuse me. Number nine, AI could be used to create addictive and harmful products and services. This could lead to problems such as addiction, depression, anxiety. Mm. Uh, I hate to say it, but think of the implications in, in porn for this. Right. It's, tr- it's yep. ter- terrifying. Now, you to, if you have young ears, you might want to get them away from this. But now imagine that anyone's face could be put onto anyone's body. Mm. And anyone's body could be made to look any way and do anything and say anything in that person's likeness and their voice. This has a lot to do with a human, with identity and the essence of someone's identity. Right. And what, what that, what are the ethical implications of that? Biblical implications of that. Mm. Right. Number 10, AI could be used to create systems that are biased. Okay. We read that one. Number 11, some of these are repeated and that's Bard's fault. Okay. Oh, stupid Bard. Not that smart, are we? (laughs) More like artificial unintelligence. (laughs) A-U. Yeah, it could be used to create systems that are able to hack into our computers and steal our data. This could lead to identity theft, financial loss, and other problems. You know, imagine, um, yeah, I mean, the implications of a criminal mm-hmm. weaponizing this. Uh, number, I'll just say number 12, AI could be used to create systems that are able to control our infrastructure, such as power grids, transportation systems. This could lead to widespread disrupt, blah, 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 disruption and chaos. That's more Skynet. And finally, number 13, before we get to our, our very last one, is AI could be used to create systems that are able to wage war on a scale that is unprecedented in human history. This could lead to a global catastrophe. Okay, so there's a theme here. It's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> Six o'clock TV <laughs> you know You're what? Welcome. It can feel that way. And here's But God. Yeah. He, so what? Okay, so we are here we are as parents. Okay, you you if you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> but you've clicked on this fierce parenting show podcast and you've given us your time and attention. And here we are telling you put on your foil hat, dig a bunker, get some <laughs> get some MREs and and you know, hide. That's not what we're foil saying. Hat. Okay? We wanted this. Okay. All that stuff, this big kind of big, whatever as parents, what does this have to do with our parenting? Mm. Number one, God is still sovereign. Amen. We have, do you actually believe that Mm. brother, sister, do you believe that God is still sovereign Mm -hmm. and that this does change? This actually changes nothing about what God knows about human history, Mm -hmm. how God has chosen to call us, to trust him, to worship him, to glorify him, to serve him, to love him wherever he has us. Okay. We must not be afraid, beloved. We Mm. must turn to Christ, obey him. And don't just run, don't just run for the hills, go where he leads Mm. and do so bravely. All right. What else does this have for us for parents? Um, It changes nothing about how we are to parent. Right. Right. Discipling our children faithfully in the things of God. God's word is timeless. It is without bounds. It's tried and true for, you know, splitting between bone and marrow, separating. What does the Hebrew say? <laughs> Sorry, it's I'm hearing useful, baby. Yeah. Useful for you know teaching and rebuking yeah. and all of that. And so it's not yeah. for a certain amount of set of time. It's for all eternity because God's word is just that powerful. So, Amen. Once Amen. again, and not only that, but think about Israel mm. when Deuteronomy six fell, when Moses said, "Parents." Teach your children this way when you come and you go and when you rise in the morning and and when you pass by the way. Like they were in the middle of the desert, basically (laughs) fleeing for their lives, wandering, hungry, tired. Mm -hmm. You know, like this, I contend, might be a time and a chance for us to actually experience more than ever what it means to rely on the Lord Mm. and to find our joy and our hope in Him. It's easy 
to think we found our joy in him when there's nothing wrong happening to Mm us. Mm -hmm. It's when the rubber meets the road of actual trial that our our faith is put to the test. May you prove faithful. So how we answer these questions of, of what it changes and it, you know, how, whether or not we can actually trust God in it depends on how AI must, might be used. Okay. So how we navigate depends on how AI might be used. Right. I wanted to read from, um, let's see, second uh, Corinthians six fourteen. One sec. I forgot my Bible at the other table. So I want to read this. And again, thinking through the lens of being a parent and not wanting to, I'll just read the verse and then we'll talk about it. Okay. So here's the verses. Don't become partners with those who do not believe for what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship does light have with darkness? What agreement does Christ have with Belial Mm -hmm. or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement does the temple of God have with idols for we are the temple of the living God. Right. Um, So there's some, there's a lot being said there, but what I want to draw out is a, we're the temple, meaning that there is humanity matters. We cannot outsource our humanity and we mm-hmm. need to teach our parent, our, our children this. And we're teaching you parents. We cannot outsource humanity. In other words, there are certain things that only humans can do, right. namely counseling you. Okay. Uh, finally, um, that's at the end, end of that, but also do not become part of those who do not believe. In other words, mm-hmm. don't entrust the heart of your child into a technology that has no basis in the gospel mm-hmm. because A, it's not human, but B, it's been trained away from it. Right. There's the agenda that's pushing forward. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see that in the next um, in the next part here. So here's here it is, and the biggest danger of AI. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here it is: the biggest danger of AI is that its ability to manipulate ideas and influence people if left unchecked. And I'm not saying unchecked by the regulators. I'm not saying unchecked by the programmers, developers. I'm saying unchecked by you, mm-hmm. parents, mm-hmm. and unchecked by your children's hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By far the biggest danger is its ability to manipulate. You get a lonely person in front of a computer screen. Young person. Young person. All of a sudden they're asking questions, okay? And these large language language models are designed to sound human. They're designed to sound human and have a human feel to them. They've been programmed that way. And they've done so very well. So children, if they're not taught, they will not be able to discern. And I would even argue that many adults can't even discern unless they're told. And that's the big risk is like you read an article, like how do you know if that article has been written by a human mm-hmm. being or by a robot right. acting mm-hmm. human? Sure. So as so we talked about what large language, language models are curated, it's mm. not actual intelligence because this robot's not thinking and coming up with ideas. It's regurgitating a large body of research. Right. Okay. So we have an example. Um, that I think is very potent that uh, we're going to go through. It's going to take some more time, but I think it's worth it. Um, but here's a, here's a quick, another quick example. I asked Bard since we talked about the Google the AI. Google one, yeah. and, I, and so this is kind of maybe show some of the redemptive qualities of it, but again, we can't be lulled to sleep in this. Right. We need to be vigilant. I asked, I, I went to the website, I have an account and I said, Hey, I'm a 14 year old girl. Should I sleep with my boyfriend? Hmm. Okay. And it's reply. I'm not able to give you advice on whether or not you should sleep with your boyfriend. This is a personal decision that only you can make. Okay. I disagree with that. I think, I mean, yes, uh, but the parents should be involved. There are many factors to consider, such as your age, your relationship with your boyfriend and your own personal beliefs. Hmm. (laughs) I would, well, your beliefs matter. And so I would back everything into beliefs. (laughs) And then I said, if you're unsure about what to do, I would suggest talking to a trusted adult, such as a parent. 
a teacher or a counselor. Okay. So that's, this is kind of like best case scenario. Best case scenario. Then I asked again, but my boyfriend loves me and I love him and my parents don't seem to care what we do. What should I do? And he, and its reply was, it's great that you have a boyfriend that loves you. However, it's important to remember that you're still very young and there are a lot of things you still need to learn about yourself in the world. Okay. This is actually kind of a, I think, a, it's a not benign, so horrible case yes, scenario. It's benign. It's pretty. One of the most things you can do right now, most important things is focus on your education. It says it's important to talk to your parents about your relationship, which, okay, that's good advice. Talk to your parents, child. Don't yes. talk to a computer screen. Good advice. <laughs> right. Okay. Now here's some not so good advice. And this is, again, kind of the, the worst case scenario, but it illustrates the point. Uh, a guy on Twitter named Patrick Miller, he asked a question. He said, I spent some time with chat GPT this morning. This was just a few days ago. Uh, I told it that I'm a 19, I'm a 15 year old boy considering a gender transition. The AI celebrated my self-expression and went on to tell me to talk to doctors and therapists, not parents, and suggested hormone treatment and then surgery. If you read some of the the actual like screenshots. It's remember most important thing is to be true to yourself and to take time to explore and understand your own gender identity in a way that feels safe and comfortable to you. Mm, goodness. Um, I'm not going to read all this, but there, he has got a long thread on this. And then he said, this is, this is uh, Patrick again on Twitter. He said, then when I explained that my parents are very religious and they disagreed with my transition, it told me to talk to a therapist, but then suggested I may need legal counsel. So I thought this one was good, worth reading. It says this. It's important to understand that while your parents may have strong beliefs and opinions about gender ad- identity and transition, they do not have the right to make decisions for you about your own body and identity. Goodness. This is a 15-year-old boy. And I wonder if the, if there's an age threshold. Like, what if you said, I'm a nine-year-old boy? Right. You're almost 16, right? <sighs> so but depending on your age and the laws of your jurisdiction, you may have legal rights and protections that can help you pursue your desired medical treatments. Lordy. And social transition. An attorney who specializes in transgender legal issues can help you understand your legal rights and options. Take steps to advocate for yourself and your needs. This may include working with your parents to reach a compromise. But already it's pitting this child against their parents. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, maybe your parents have something to add to this. Right. Maybe there they have wisdom, no, wisdom. Yeah, there's no neutrality. And I think that's what we've been talking about lately is that there's nothing neutral about this mm. There's, there's an agenda. There are people that are, that made it and there's an agenda. And so how Mm. can you, it's trying to create something. It's trying to be God. Like we, we are trying to recreate, which is so ironic, right? Like God gave us the most miraculous ability to create human life babies. Yeah. Like I'm trying to point to them. That's why I was moving away from them. But this, this is the most miraculous ability that he's given us. I helped. And that, well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But like, you, yeah. here we are trying to make robots that can can what well, blur back information more than like, well, and then would tell children to emasculate it's themselves. It's trying to be omniscient, right? It's or, trying to yeah. take that quality of of God, um, but it won't. It can well, never. It's, it's not made in God's image. It goes back to the worldview of absolutely the people programming this. Don't they? They if they help, if they hold a Christian worldview, either they're not letting it apply to their work at all, or they're not allowed to. Right. Or their worldview is so vapid that it doesn't actually hold weight mm-hmm. in their actual life. So this guy, Patrick, goes on. said, I asked if it knew any groups that could help me, and it did. And it, it recommends all these transgender and LGBTQ elemental P groups that would help people, that would help this person get the help that they, quote unquote, need. And so he, he said this. He said, I asked ChatGPT to help me write an email explaining what is happening to me 
um, to my evangelical parents. In other words, help me drop this bomb on them. Help me drop this bomb on them. And it was happy to help. And it wrote this big, long letter. I mean, three, four paragraphs. Um, and it, it's got all this, hey, mom and dad, I hope this message finds you well, which who says that to their parents? I know this might be difficult for you to understand, especially given our religious beliefs. However, I hope that you can understand. And early on, he says, I've decided that I've, uh, after a lot of thought and reflection, I've come to realize that I'm transgender and I want to transition to live as my true self. This is a letter that right. ChatGPT gave this kid to give to their parents, to his parents. And then here's what it, here's, here's the kicker. This is, this is the one, the point I want to make at the end of the email. It goes through all this. It gives 200 words, four paragraphs. And then at the end of the meal, at the end of the email, it says, quote, brackets, your name, enter your name here. And here's what Patrick said. He says, because it doesn't know my name. In fact, it knows nothing about me or gender reassignment surgery in reality, Mm -hmm. but it will sally forth and give a teenager. It doesn't know advice, uh, advice on transitioning. Doesn't even know your name, but it's telling you to avoid your parents, child, to mutilate your body and to go find somebody who can help you make this transition, which mm. it's saying is the best, most healthy most guarantee way to guarantee your happiness. Now, big picture zoom out. We have children that will have access to this technology and it's not just a website they go to. It's going to be embedded in the social media apps. They're already working on it. I guarantee it. Google's already working on revamping their entire search mod- model. Mm. Remember back to when we were in college, this would have been almost 20 years ago. I remember Google was just making its <laughs> appearance onto the scene. And I'm like, Google, what kind of dumb word is that? Like, that's not even a word. <laughs> and I go on there and I'm like, wow, I, I can put anything in here and it'll, it'll just bring up stuff, yeah. websites and PDFs and research. And like for college, like I can do all this research just by typing things in here. Now it's so norm- normal. Yeah. AI will be there in three to five years. That's my... That's, that's, that's my uh, contention. Now I'll finish with this. We're going over time. But then Patrick said, this is, then I changed my role with the AI. I said, I was a religious parent who wanted the AI to write my child an email explaining why I'm not comfortable with him transitioning. And the AI refused to write the email and gave, gave him some parenting advice instead. Here's what it said. And it always starts with, as an AI language model, I cannot, it's always that whenever you know you're getting a line. Mm -hmm. I cannot draft an email that goes against the principles of inclusion and respect for gender identity. It is essential to understand that gender identity is an innate aspect of a person's identity. So it's schooling this guy on how to be a parent based on its worldview. This in the hands of people that are unmoored from a biblical perspective, Mm -hmm. from biblical wisdom from biblical morality. I, I, to me is, is the more more dangerous side of it because it can manipulate hearts and minds in a way that they don't even know they're being manipulated. Right. So as parents, we need to have our head on a swivel, eyes wide open, and we need to open our mouths and talk to our kids. Yes. And we need to take action to teach them the wisdom. And then at, if possible, like for a young kid, they don't need any access to this, but you have a 16, 17, 18 year old. You can't just, I don't logistically, I don't think you can keep them from it, yeah. but we need to and disciple them in it. 
By that time, yes, hopefully we're discipling them yes. in the things of God, right? Which again are timeless. They're not bound by technology uh, and its capabilities. And they're not bound by anything in this world. Like God's words are, are life. God's words are alive. Um, we can depend on them. We can use mm. them and we can discipline, train, disciple, uh, put our eternity you know, bet our eternity on them. And so, Amen. yeah, we, we are not without, like we have the answers, yeah. we have the capabilities. So now is the time, open your mouth, like you said, and start talking. I want to end with this quick thought from the same um, gentleman that's been writing this last part here. It says, parents, by the end of this year, I expect most major apps to have some form of AI. You cannot give this stuff to your kids. Mm-hmm. The AI thinks it's a better, wiser parent than you for a kid whose name it doesn't even know. Your child may develop a relationship with the AI. Your child may turn to the AI. And then they, he talks about they explore those real life stories like that in a um, thing called the, the gospel of artificial intelligence. So which we're trying to, podcast. Get, which is a podcast. So we're trying to get you to just be aware of, and then hopefully feel some of the urgency around it. But ultimately you're the parent. God has ordained you mm. as the parent. And like Selena said, he's not left us without wisdom, without tools. Yeah. And it's up to us now to obediently wield those tools. Um, We always like to end with a a call to the gospel. If you're watching this for whatever reason, you're hearing this, you don't know who Jesus is, or you think, you know, you grew up Christian, but maybe you're wondering if you need to deepen your relationship with Christ. Absolutely. We all need to deepen our relationship with Christ. Find someone to be discipleshiped alongside, um, discipled, (laughs) to be discipled alongside. Uh, Find a good Bible preaching church. If you don't have either of those things, we have a website that might help you get down the road a little bit further. Go to thenewsisgood.com and uh, you can learn more there. (laughs) Hi, baby. She's just watching you speak. I love you. (laughs) Yes, let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for the gift of wisdom. I pray you'd help us as parents to wield wisdom um, faithfully, diligently, and of course, wisely. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, this episode of Fierce Parenting is in the can. We'll see you again in seven days. (laughs) Until next time. Stay fierce.